get rid of them. There's um. You think Jeff Bezos has a hit list? No. Why not? Why would he? I mean, we're talking all about if Jeff un- Bezos un- had a hit list, don't you people? think his wife would have been on it before she got half his money? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's I mean, he's really. going to do it to people that are more on the DL, you know. Oh, he's gay. What? What? Well, if you're on the DL, it means that you're acting like you're a straight man, but you're sneaking out and seeing guys. I thought DL literally just found the down low. Yeah. Yeah, that's what down low means. Down low means underneath the table. On the down some low. Blowies. On the down, da- if you're on the down low, it means that you probably have a girlfriend or a wife, but you sneak sneak out and you have gay sex. I thought that was called having a beard. I thought no, that was called beard, uh, sneaking out and having gay is, sex. A beard is a gay guy that has a a girlfriend that acts like like she's his girl has a girlfriend that acts like she is his girlfriend whenever like parents are around. So isn't the like girl that. the beard then, not the guy? But he still would have a beard. The girl would be the beard. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The girl's the beard. You can grow a beard even if if you're a male. Some females have beards too. So, do you think Jeff Bezos has a beard? No. He's How bald. <laughs> I have blown the mind. Back back to the question at hand, though. Why wouldn't he have a hit list, and why couldn't we be on it at some point? We're small well, players. Yeah, One of for, us, for one, none of us matter to Jeff Bezos yet. We're we about to blow open some matter shit. to Jeff Bezos. We're about to blow open. Some we don't shit. even matter to the FEC, the federal government. I have some choice words to say Glitch. about Amazon, Jeff, and he, I'm going to march down to his office. Well, are you mad? Are you mad because your new computer? Or is that what you're mad about? The packaging? And no, no. Computer? I mean, that wasn't Amazon either, so oh, okay. it has nothing to do with him. I'm, well, I'm just, well I just, then why are you complaining about Amazon then? I, I mean, I just I mean, we could go for hours about the moral turpitude of, of Amazon. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is I'm going to go kick Jeff Bezos's ass. And if I say that now, will he send someone to stop me? No, like, you won't even fight me. What makes you think you're going to fight? Oh, Jeff come Bezos. on. Yeah, you, you even... are way more physically <laughs> intimidating than Jeff Bezos. I don't believe Jeff Bezos cares about what anybody says. You kind of look like Jeff Bezos. Maybe Jeff Bezos, if he gained 250 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos only weighs two pounds. <laughs> he is pretty skinny. He's tiny. I, I mean, listen, nothing really against Jeff Bezos, but everything against Jeff Bezos. I mean, this episode, we're all about eat fighting, the eat the rich, fight the man, Destroy. Wait a minute. What did Jeff Bezos do that has anything to do with our movie this week? Well, I have an inherent problem with billionaires as is. He got money and he got money. My, so, my so, problem, I guess, relating it to the movie is specifically the government institutions that currently exist to allow people like him to exist or to allow people to reach that level of power and wealth. Okay. So that's my issue. Well, that's part of our capitalist economy, which is ass, which in some ways is ass. I will agree with you. But I think 
my take on it is the people that are that wealthy that own a big company like Amazon, they need to reinvest their wealth in the people that work for them and give their people a living wage, the employment they deserve, the potty breaks they deserve, <laughs> the meal breaks they deserve. And to not have to pee while they're and not, driving a car. And not because because it just seems like um very wealthy people um just keep taking and taking more and well, more. What and you're more describing is the ideal trickle okay. down. But but no, but he needs to he needs to stop taking so much and that money needs to go to the people that work for him. Right. Well, that's, no, that's, that's the my, ideal trickle down. Well, that's no, my the point. idea of trickle down is is that if we don't tax these people, if we don't um, if the government doesn't take money from these companies, then they'll hire more people. They'll invest it back into the economy. Right, well, right, right. And, and I would but, say, but, I would say, investing I'm, in their people is is a similar way to give back to the economy in a trickle down. Like, like giving people a higher wage well, is well, another form of a trickle down. Only trickle down if the government is deliberately not taxing them right. for that purpose. Right. But but what um, you're saying is is no I'm, more what external I'm influence. Is that that I think there's four people that that get the money from Walmart, right? If one of those people only took three quarters of what they are given every the 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 millions and millions of dollars they are given every year, Walmart could afford to pay all of their employees fifteen dollars an hour. That's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Right. So that's right? my beef. That's 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 my beef too. My beef is that, is that that pay the people, pay pay the people, don't increase the fucking uh, the 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 price of the products you're selling, but decrease the millions of dollars that you're just fucking sitting on and doing nothing with invest that money in your people invest that money so in how, the people. how are they going to get paid that's well, my who? thing you you're you're saying what everybody expects them to do my so, beef so if, is that the expectation that someone's going to do the good thing because it's a good thing will never happen you need government intervention you need government regulation to ensure these things you, well, can, you cannot for, for one you need you need a tax system that works for everybody right so so you need an increase in the pay, minimum wage so i don't pay more taxes than warren buffett right, right. yeah we so should be taxing I don't pay individuals more taxes. and companies yeah so i don't pay more more income tax than ge pays in taxes right is GE still around? Yeah, they bring good things to life. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a GE podcast. <laughs> this is not sponsored by not GE. sponsored by GE well, <laughs> or um, Amazon. Before we get more into the deep of this, let's let's talk about the movie that we came here for. Oh, why we were doing so well? We were doing well, but we could go on for <laughs> an entire hour. Far, yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we 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 watched The Big Short this week. Oh, we um, have to wait until the middle of our podcast to get on a. 
the tangent that takes us out of the podcast right. yeah. <laughs> not in the beginning <laughs> well this is dinner with a movie i'm one of your hosts blake and i'm joined by brandon and we're joined by jose resident economic expert jose not at all please don't introduce <laughs> he me did that. some research today <laughs> that makes him our i watched resident a couple ex- youtube videos and read some articles on the new york times well that makes more you me. more knowledgeable than either of us so you are our R-E-E. Our resident expert. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched the big short and had a nice meal of some seafood stew, also known as, uh, uh, I was going to say CBD stew, but that's not right. What's, <laughs> no. the, what's the term? CDO? CDO, CDO stew. CDO yeah. stew. Anthony, Anthony Bourdain's, Bourdain's CDO stew. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in pieces. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Um, and then we also ate uh, green tea ice cream, which is in the scene in Vegas where Steve Carell is having his dinner. About to have his head explode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, about to have an amazing f- freeze frame on his face. Uh, uh, and then... What did he? What did they say? He's looking like the... The, the bad guy from Dune. bad guy from Dune. <laughs> which doesn't... I wouldn't think Jared would be in on that that lingo on Dune. Maybe he's a very closet nerd, you know? Yeah, but I mean, this also took place... When did Dune come out? 1980... He must have seen it when he was growing seven, up. 86, 86. I just... I, I, I don't want to believe that Jared would be the type to make a Dune reference among his Among his pals, economic... You know? he, he would probably be like, oh, he looks like... Like, uh... Or he j- Donald he, Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> he looks like... He that looks like one guy. He looks like Yosemite Sam about to explode. <laughs> I, like I only said Donald Rumsfeld because Steve Carell plays Donald Rumsfeld in oh, Vice. In Vice, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we also had Tums, which um, Christian Bale's character eats a lot of. Oh, wow, we're gonna have fun with character names this week. Yeah, we are. I see that coming. I already. said Christian Bale because I don't remember his name. <laughs> we'll get to that soon. But uh, Jose, you chose this movie this week. I did. Um, I remember watching this in theaters. I remember leaving that theater being so indescribably upset and angry. And the way Steve Carell feels in that scene with him just realizing everything that's just going to shit is how I feel on the daily. Is that the the one in the casino? That in the you're casino to? in Vegas, yeah, like where his head's about to explode. Because there's a couple of those scenes. <laughs> That's how I feel daily, mm-hmm. thinking about economics, about poverty, about debt, about everything. Um, and this movie is one of the few movies that captures how I just, how angry I feel all the time. And I enjoy that it's a movie about something that was very significant, that makes it approachable to more people than just economists and, um, you know, people that work in banking or politicians or anything like that i enjoy any movie that does that makes things more approachable more uh easy to understand and it's also a very unique movie the plots are has a lot of plots that uh intertwine and yeah it's just one of my favorite movies did this have any influence on your kind of college years um because yeah, i know you this kind of reinforced science. what i already felt in college it, it you know, college, at least for me, was my peak anti the man, fuck the government, eat the rich. Uh, man, if Jeff Bezos was around, 
I would, at I would his eat peak him. around around your college years. Yeah, I would eat him. You would eat him. Yeah. He, he would have to look. I <laughs> would be eating a Jeff Bezos stew. <laughs> <laughs> I um, bet you'd be tasty. I feel like he'd be too skinny. I mean, I I think skinny like, things can still have some nice meat on them. Yeah, like uh, um, what's it called when they lock the little cattle up? Like Kobe um, beef or whatever. Um, is that how Kobe beef? Is? Veal, veal, veal. veal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet you he tastes like veal. I mean, he did say he doesn't do much on the day. Like, didn't he say that he only makes like four decisions? Something like that. But I, I about made that today. I mean, that was all a part of your stew. That itself was just in the stew. Yeah, I don't have much brain power to do anything else anymore. I mean, you got more than Jeff Bezos. We won't eat you, Brandon. <laughs> you probably shouldn't eat me. I don't think I taste very good. Oh, I disagree. I think about it every night. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, got me. This movie just reinforced how angry I already was at everything. At the... At the system, at I, I guess my biggest problem, in addition to just rich people and the government and and finance and all of that, is the is how passive people are about it. One of my biggest frustrations has always been, oh, I don't like politics. Politics is boring, and that irks me on some fundamental level that I can't quite ever express how much it it, it irks me. To, to not care about politics, to, to consider it boring is a privilege that people don't really consider as a privilege. They don't consider it until the shit hits the fan. Exactly. People don't care and about politics they, until it they, concerns themselves. They run around, they run around and say, well, nobody did anything about this and it's their own fucking fault because they're, not, the, they're scene, the ones who never did anything about it. There's the scene where I'm also very bad with the characters in this movie. <laughs> Steve Carell's character's on the phone walking down the street. Mark. And he, Mark. I thought right. it was Adam. <laughs> Mark Baum. <laughs> and he's like, everybody's just walking around like they're in an Enya video, and they don't care. They just care about the next, I don't know what he's, celebrity. Oh, next. Celebrity next rehab. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel constantly when people tell me that they don't care about politics. And, and, and it's ideally, like, yeah. I think that would be what should happen. I don't, I don't think we should, I mean, everyone should be somewhat politically active, but I don't think we should have the mindset that everyone should be so laser focused on issues because that to me is an, is an overstressed problem. It's an over stimulation issue. And I think right. that is the opposite end of the spectrum where people are so into politics that they either get jaded beyond belief or they just get burnt out of all of it. Which is like most of those people at Adam's therapy, Adam Mark's therapy, Mark's therapy. And, and then all the people he works with, like yeah. they're all burnt out of it. They're, they're just kind of, um, they're in it. But, uh, I, I think people who are so, um, exposed to it every day, just, just like all the bankers and people that should have seen this coming, um, got lost and they didn't look they stopped looking they stopped paying attention well i kind of i kind of see something different in that i think they knew it was coming they just didn't care yeah i i think i think it's half and half they 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 don't have they're invested in what's happening right now how much money i'm making right now not how much money i'm gonna make five years the ground level players didn't know it was coming 
I, I, I absolutely the people at the top that were making sure to not devalue the the bonds and everything. Um, they knew totally the, the knew. government totally was going to bail them but, out. They but, totally knew, and the government bailing them out and not and not being held accountable for anything that they did only reinforces that. So the next time it's going to be the same thing. Nobody's going to go to fucking prison. They're going to get bailed out. They're still going to get bonuses and all of their money that they're going to get. No matter what, no they matter, bonus no themselves matter if they're... from the bailout money. Exactly. What's so no, no matter what, no matter what they're going to, they're going to end up ahead. So why care? But yeah, those people for sure. But I think the people that, um, is it Barry? Is that Michael Barry, Michael Barry that mm-hmm. he went to, to pitch initially. I genuinely believe all of them thought he was the dumbest person in the world, that yeah. it was invincible. Like sure. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're investors. They're not in the banks. Right. Or, um, or are you talking whenever he goes to the banks, to the banks? Yeah. Like, yeah. That hubris. I yeah. think the hubris in those scenes, um, was very, very much, um, I think that was done very well. Mm-hmm. If it, right. it, it's one of those moments where you know what's coming and you feel fucking satisfied by seeing them laugh him off, but you know they're, they're going to get screwed through that deal. Um, there's a lot of that in this movie. There's this movie, like not to skip right to the end, it's this movie that builds the satisfaction where you know that the characters we're following are going to win. And when they do win, you just feel so devastated that they won. You you feel well. I think the scene that captures that the best is is um, Ben, right? Ben walking with Charlie and um, Jamie, Jamie, through the casino, and they're dancing. And he turns around and he says, "Don't dance." Do you know what the? Do you know what you just did? Yeah. Um, that that you're scene de- that you're captures distraught. that. It, yeah, it captures that. You want them to succeed because they're their main characters and they're likable and you, and I, don't, I disagree. I don't think anyone was likable in this movie. I liked, I like most of them. I like, yeah, yeah I like most I of them. Even, I didn't even like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like him at all. I guess like, we should the take char- this time. The characters, not the, not yeah. the, not the actors themselves. I guess we should ask Blake what the characters are in this movie. I think it's the ideal time. Ryan Gosling is Jared Vetter. Um, and then we have uh it's it, 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 Venet. It, yeah. Oh, that was Vetter. Venet. Venet. No, it's not Eddie Vetter. I got a V. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry you got Venet. the V. And then we have Steve Carell, which is not Adam, it's Mark Brom. I know there's a Vinny in his group. Um there's a guy with a P in his name, Poopy. Porter. 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 Uh, and then there's a guy with a B in his name, I think Binky. <laughs> <laughs> Benny. Benny. Um and there's one more guy in his group, Danny. right? Danny. Um I don't know any of them except Vinny. Vinny's the only recognizable one to me. Yeah. Um Okay, and then we go to the other two guys in in the brown field their hut fund. There's Timmy and Tommy. <laughs> I don't oh, shit. I don't know either of their names. Uh, what are their names? Charlie and Jamie. Just said it. Charlie and Jamie. Charlie and Jamie. And then uh, Brad Pitt's character is named uh, Stephen. I just said it, Ben. What? <laughs> I it's just ben. said it, Ben. It's Ben. I, I didn't even hear you. I didn't hear you say it. Uh, then let's then let's head over to 
Wait, those are it, right? That's yeah. it, yeah? Yeah, that's it. That's... Oh, yeah, and then there's Barry. Michael Barry. Michael Barry, Michael yeah. Barry, yeah. B-U-R-R-Y. Burry. Burry. Yeah, so I think I did pretty good there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I think we'll still refer to them as their actors <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. Timmy and Tommy are my two favorites. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to some fun facts. Yeah, I got some fun facts. Uh, the Big Short came out in 2015. Its runtime is two hours and ten minutes. The director's Adam McKay, who also did Vice, Anchorman 1 and 2, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and the other guys. Uh, this was the first movie that he directed that didn't have Will Ferrell. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what switched in him. Like, something must have happened to him personally that made him want to make these movies. Mm-hmm. And then the writer is Charles Randolph, and then Adam McKay also helped out with the script. And Charles Randolph, the only thing of note that I could see was love and other drugs. The uh, cinematographer is Barry Aykroyd. Uh, he also did The Hurt Locker, Captain Phillips, um, Bombshell recently, and Detroit as well. I think the most recent Jason Bourne. Uh, yeah, he didn't do Vice, though, which is interesting. Uh, I thought I would have expected him to. And the movie is based on a book by Michael Lewis, who also wrote the books that inspired The Blind Side and Moneyball. Does the book follow... Yeah, he's an economist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does the book follow the same story, I wonder? Um, As The Blind Side? <laughs> <laughs> it follows the real people that the characters are in the movie are based on. So the only, like, real, real character in the movie is Michael Burry. Barry. Burry? Burry. Uh, Dr. Mike. He's the one, like, he's the only one whose real name, that's his, the person's name in real life. Everybody else in the movie that we follow are all based on real people, but their names have been changed. And the book follows the original yeah, that's, that's so they don't get retaliated against and mugged by hordes of people but yeah the book follows similar uh (coughs) premise trying to explain all these financial terms to to people who normally wouldn't even expect to know the be expected to know it does it have any bubble bath scenes in it it does not no that is a shame in the book no bubble bath no bubble bath no making stew no making seafood stew no, Selena Gomez. <laughs> what What is your logline for this movie? Ah, shit. I you can come up with it right now. Um, a bunch of white guys profit off a bunch of other white guys making stupid decisions, profiting off of poor people. There you go. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. I, I saw this movie twice in the theaters um, right when it came out. And I was just as upset, but I I remember the one thing that I came out of that movie knowing above all else is that popcorn with cookie dough bites in it is really good. It is really good. Yeah. So I was the first movie that I started the tradition of, of getting popcorn and, and, and pouring cookie dough bites in it. And I'll always remember it for it. So hmm. I, I, yeah, I think so. The first movie I did that for was Monsters University. Uh-huh. When I saw that in theaters. That must have been great. Mm-hmm. That must have been good. Yeah. 
What's the first time you've done that, Brandon? I don't eat popcorn at the movie theaters. I I will if my brother buys it. Okay. But I don't buy it myself. And I don't like to drink. I don't like to drink pop or 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 soda or anything. I do if my brother buys it. But because I'll always have to pee halfway through the movie and I always miss something. You got a small bladder, huh? It just processes really quick. Yeah. Tiffany and I would sneak in the icy cups and then we just fill them up mm. at the AMC. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant during the movie when you had to pee. You would fill just them fill them up. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see Tiffany squatting over a cup. Oh, don't make me laugh. I'm going to miss the cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you guys want to talk about with this movie first? There's a lot to unpack. It's dense. Yeah. It's it a very is. dense film. And so are my notes. <laughs> and looking at them now, there's no way I'm going to refer to anything in my notes. I think the editing style and shot and the way this movie is shot is half the time endearing and makes it really easy to watch. And the other half the time, really annoying to me. Like a lot of the freeze frames like are, are funny, but also just dumb and a lot of the cuts and and the speed in the cuts and what they cut to are just like what was the purpose what is the point to me they were they were hitting on stuff that was popular at that time that they were in um but they don't expound on it right so so i know this movie is about what happened primarily with the mortgage crisis of 2008 and what led up to that. But there were other things going on as well. Right. There were other things going on besides that, that led to this big explosion. Um, like there was a perfect storm. The, the bills were coming due for Afghanistan and Iraq on top of um, Wall Street kind of skyrocketing and then falling 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 and then like the banks just falling were just the last nail in the coffin to all of it um so it just bottomed out at like what 6000 points something like that um there was there was a lot of different stuff going on it wasn't just this and i wish they would have like said okay well during this time this other stuff was going on as well Right. That that without this would have been bad, but this just made it even worse. Because it kind of makes it seem like it's the sole thing that the was happening. Soul, this yeah. is the only thing that was happening during this time that caused this to happen. That's what that's what the movie focuses on. And I think it doesn't paint a um it paints a very good picture of it, but it doesn't paint a realistic picture of it. And it'd be um, hard to do successfully without making it considerably longer. I think you could. I think you could. In one of those little montage where where Jared is talking, saying, "Well, this this wasn't the only thing that was happening. This stuff was happening as well. But this is what we're going to focus on." That's all he has to say. I think they probably could have explained it away pretty easily. I think Vice, especially, he's he did a good job at. Because there's a lot going on politically in Vice that I think was condensed really well. 
uh, and I have mixed feelings about Vice, but I think there's one thing that Adam McKay does well in his movies is getting a lot of information at once in a very digestible way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think he probably would have been able to do that if they yeah. had. I would say that the sta- the specific stance about focusing on this specific aspect of of the recession or what led to the recession has to do with the source material. Yeah, that, that's probably. it's the goal of the author of the book to say, sh- sure, all this other shit was going on, but me as a even though this is a, this is a nonfiction book. All nonfiction books have an angle that you focus on, yeah. and the angle that the author chose to focus on is that this is his belief that this was the main cause of the financial crisis. I, I also think they could have explained how these guys actually made money off of stuff failing as well. I was, I was unsure if it was insurance or if how how they were actually gambling because they say this over and over and over again this person's gambling for this person to win or this person's gambling for this person to lose and they get they get this much you know they get this much percentage over right they get they're giving odds to each other win or lose odds to each other and that's part of the um synthetic cdo right um they show how it kind of works, but they don't show where this money comes from or how it's laid out or how it's paid. It, did the government pay that or did insurance pay that or did the banks pay that through the government giving the banks money? I mentioned it during dinner. I spent a good chunk of the day today trying to figure that out. And it gets so ridiculously complicated that I could not summarize it for you. In, in, in yeah, see, that's I, I, and and I, I'm that's just where trying I think to they really fail. I'm trying to think on how on how the movie would do it, and I, I think what the director and the, and the writers decided to do was the point of our stories to say they're at fault. Like they had to decide, right? Are we going to spend a good chunk of our movie trying to explain synthetic CDOs and all of this shit that is so overly complicated? on purpose for the American people to not understand? Or do we want to tell a story where we just want them, we want to convey who is at fault? I would that was forgo, the decision they had to make. I would forego Margot Robbie's bathtub scene and Selena Gomez at the blackjack table um, and even Anthony Bourdain just for them to explain to me how these people made money off of betting on what they were investing in to fail. Like if I go, if I go to Amitrade and I, I, I have no idea how, like we just had the, the GameStop thing happen, right? People were betting that GameStop was going to fail, that they were going to go bankrupt, that they were going to, they were shorting it out. They were shorting it. I don't know how you make money shorting. So, my very limited and probably wrong understanding of a short is that you're buying part of the bond, the mortgage backed bonds. You're, you're buying the bond at the value that it currently is. Okay. And then you're reselling it. And when the bond falls before under the certain percentage, they buy back the bond for you, from you 
and then you keep the difference or it's something See, like I, I it, think, it loses I think, me i i, could, I, I spent they, hours trying to understand it and i, I could think not. if they explained that a little more it would have meant more to the story especially at the end when mark was having such a horrible time with himself and thinking about what happened to his brother and how many people this affected right am i killing people because that seems to be the the it seems to be something that weaves throughout the entire thing it's mentioned when we're first introduced to him and his brother standing on the top of a building and we learn that his brother committed suicide and he said well the first thing i i did was try to throw money at him uh, asked him, asked him if he needed money right he's not asking why he's this way or what's happening in his life or taking him, him taking him in and finding out exactly why we and we never know exactly why right but um ben mentions it as well after the guys are 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 walking around he says you know every every 1% that unemployment goes up 40,000 people die right it's hit on there again and and it seems to me like mark is wrestling with this at the end do i do this and make money off of this death not only of the american economy but death of actual people people that lost their jobs people that were just trading doing their job at lehman brothers that are so pissed off now that that i bet you a lot of them went home and Kick the dog, beat the kids, hit the wife, and probably put a gun in their fucking mouth. Because there's that much anger and that much bile in wanting to fucking scream at the world for, for this happening. So I think, I think a little bit of time spent saying exactly where this money came from, that they were being paid, would have lent itself to a better story. It would have made it it would have made it settle with us. My argument would be that they tried and that there was no way to do it. Uh, like yes. there there's there was they are just putting Elizabeth Warren right. <laughs> there wasn't a single YouTube video under thirty minutes that explained it properly. And yeah. even watching those, I was like, fuck, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I, and I, I think, I think it, unless you have a, a master's, yeah. master's degree in econo e economics, <laughs> master's degree in economics, um, you're not going to fucking get it. And yeah. that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with the world. That is what's wrong with the world. Everything has become so fucking convoluted. Deliberately. Deliberately convoluted to where normal people... Even people with fucking MFAs don't know what the fuck is going on. We can't figure it out. There's the line in the movie where Ben says he called somebody he knew at one of the banks, Bear, I think. And he said he didn't, he didn't, he didn't even know what a fucking CDO was. Right? That, that's in the time. That's when it's happening. They have no idea. They work there. They have no idea what the fuck's going on. Right? right. Even even the people in the industry, now, do they not know what's going on because they don't care? That's a different reason for not knowing what's going on. 
Well, I would I would think that there's different levels of banking, and unless you're in the department that handles CDOs, you wouldn't really know what. Right, but when you go into banking, you right. know what banking is about. Yeah, but if you work like if you work at as a bag person at Smith's, it doesn't necessarily mean you know how to work the deli counter or the meat counter right. or but, but what I'm saying is or, that there's a certain connotation with the banking industry. Banks are Ponzi schemes. Banks are glorified socially that's, accepted. That's what Ponzi Mark schemes. is Mark is alluding to at the at at the beginning that his his first Whenever he goes into the meeting, right, he's he's saying that he t was talking to a banker about fees, and that they should be ashamed of themselves for for charging people for letting them overdraw their account so many times, and then just charging them fees upon fees upon fees upon fees upon fees. Yeah, um, that social warrior kind of thing, um, that that kind of defines Mark. Um, is something that it seems like he he lets go of at the end of the film. Uh, and and, and it, what's her name, Georgia? Uh, that they go to to talk about yeah. the ratings office at um, the rating standard standard and Poor's. Yeah, yeah. Um, she brings up to him, calling him a a a, a hypocrite, hypocrite, and that exactly. tacked on at the end where he is having this major moral dilemma, deciding whether to sell or not, being completely not in the know as to what that dilemma is and why he is a hypocrite when um i guess he's a hypocrite because he's benefiting off of the public failing but it's not like he's not trying to make it aware or bring the people in power to any type of justice or knowledge of it mm -hmm. so it, it i don't know how it, him doing what he is doing hurts me is is like another issue of that domino yep. effect is 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 how his moral dilemma is relevant to the people that he's trying to protect here's my how i have seen it there's right after jared leaves their office for the first time he uh Vinny's like you want him to be right and he's like of course i fucking want him to be right I, he wants the banks to have bet all this money on the people and for them to fucking lose. So he bets against them, you know, partially because he can profit from it. I mean, that's his job to profit, to find profit somewhere. That's his mm -hmm. job. But he, he latches onto it because of his own personal, uh, trade, right. To want to see banks fail and to want to see them get screwed over. And at the end, he comes to the realization that he screwed over the banks only for them to be saved by the taxpayer. Mm -hmm. That's like they mentioned that in the movie, right? He he's finding the more dilemma that he was so preoccupied with screwing the bank over that he didn't stop to think about by screwing the bank over who else he would be screwing over to. Right. Which is why I don't have a problem with his like his moral dilemma, the explanation of it. I think yeah, that makes sense. It it's him. In that moment, he's like, fuck, they're going to be bailed out and we're going to get, we're still going to get paid, but now we're getting paid with taxpayer money and not with the profits that they made while screwing everybody over for the last 10 years mm -hmm. is, is how I always saw it, right? how I've seen it. So taxpayers did pay that $1 billion. Mm -hmm. 
so so the bank was supposed to pay that well, well the my bank, assumption is the bank did pay it and then they went bankrupt went bankrupt and were bailed out bailed by out the government yeah given the money to restructure and and stay on their feet by so i wonder how much of that money that they had to give translates to actual tax pay, taxpayer money because i i i somehow doubt it's one for one right and it's not like a direct you paid your taxes and the government just handed over to the bank right it's like you're saying the bank handed over the money that they had because they knew they would be fine at the end of the day but they, see that still that still confuses me why would you have something betting it why would you let someone invest something betting against your company she says it during the first meeting with dr burry we're wall street if you offer us free money we'll take it It, it, it's for me it was a sign of the greed it's 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 representative of the greed that wall street has always had well then they say over and over again even at the start who doesn't pay their mortgage like they're they're so assumed that nobody is going to default on well, their those loans. were the people that were assuming that that the CDOs were made up primarily of AAA loans to 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 homeowners and not that they were just full of B double B and triple B loans arms that were going up that people were not going to be able to afford. I would assume the lines got so tangled from the top to the people making those deals that nobody even knew what was going to affect what anymore. Like I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that near the end when they knew that everything was going to shit and that's when they started to look for credit swaps and waiting to devalue until they, until they unloaded theirs. I think that's where they really knew what was happening, but I don't even think those people at the very top were that aware. Like, I don't think they knew that when, when all those huge amount of credit swaps from, from Barry, uh, were going through. Like, I, I, I don't think they were, they knew enough that if they were aware of those purchases that they could say, this guy is going to bankrupt us because we know it's going to fail. If, if this, well, yeah, if, if they never considered if this fails, Right. That's right. the hubris I was talking about. Yeah. It was, we're never going to fail. We've been in business for a hundred plus years. No bank has ever failed. No, no mortgage CDO has, has failed. Um, and, and you're right at the very top, they probably didn't know it about it at first, but not because this was some event that blindsided them. They didn't know about it because they didn't care about it. That was strictly the reason that they didn't know about it. Yeah. They didn't know because they didn't care because how can, how can there were other, not besides Michael Burry, there were other individuals who were pointing at these signs. And so people Jared, saw, Jared was doing it as well. People uh, saw it coming. And so they didn't know because they didn't care to know, not because. If they wanted to find out, it would have been very easy exactly. to find out. And right. it makes me wonder, um, in these types of banks and, and, and sort of business deals, the people at the top, what knowledge they're capable of getting compared to the people like, like, uh, Dr. Mike, um, like it takes someone like him to figure it out. 
when the people at the top making the decisions, making the des these decisions to just bundle all these CDOs together and make synthetic CDOs and everything, like they, I think, even left to their own, would not be able to figure out themselves. It, it, it takes people multiple rungs down the ladder who aren't even in the know on that, who would be capable of understanding that. Well, it's greed. It's the greed that was pointed out at the very beginning um, about... Uh with the the two real estate brokers right in florida in florida um them saying we get we get money from this i can get ten thousand dollars from from financing an arm i can get two thousand dollars from just doing a regular mortgage so of course they're going to take the the arm money right and i'm sure that that um, wasn't just them that was the bank as well getting this large influx of money up front because that's that's where the whole thing came from and margot with, robbie um, says that yeah margot robbie says that whenever um it's uh what's his name louis louis renori yeah louis 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 renori Who's Lewis? Oh, is he the that one? That was the, the guy who created the, the mortgage-backed securities. Right. And then the banks got greedy because they were taking the, the 2% or whatever it was. Well, the banks got greedy because... And then and then it, Margot Robbie says they run... There's only so many, so many mortgages that they had to package it in a way where they would keep that money coming right. in. Well, let's relate that to other issues that caused the recession, right? If there's no minimum wage increase, your number of people that can afford mortgages stay stagnant, right? There's an anticipation that if the housing market is increasing, the value of housing is going up, how are they going to pay for that? And, and uh, Burry says that. If, if, not to like how I'm paraphrasing, right? But if minimum wage doesn't increase, but housing prices don't increase, that was a sign to him that something was wrong. And so oh, uh, he was talking about Silicon Valley, the tech bubble. The tech bubble. Exactly. How come, how come the tech bubble burst, but the mortgages, the, the, the right. real estate didn't. And so, yeah. And so think about in the general, in the sense of the general population, the minimum wage has been fucking seven twenty five for how fucking long now? And the price. And the I didn't even make that. And if I work 40 hours a week, I don't even make that. And housing and, and the housing costs increase. And Margot Robbie says there's only so many people who can actually afford a mortgage in their life at that point. And that's where the banks got greedy. They're like, well, shit, if the government's not going to do anything about increasing minimum wages, then we need to find a way to keep getting mortgages, to keep selling mortgages. Which is just so insidious the guys claiming that oh immigrants don't have a low enough credit score going just poaching the most desperate people like like uh, Vinny says at the end just preying on people's dreams of owning a house and then they blame mm -hmm. them for mm -hmm. the economic recession right yeah right blame immigrants right. and poor people which and, <laughs> spot on and teachers and, yeah. and, and teachers and teachers well, and that was because the the teachers unions invested their money in, in their pensions in, and their, and their pensions and stuff. And it just makes you think about how fucking fragile any of your your assets are. 
in any way. And here's the my, fucking funny thing. My assets right? are in the safe. <laughs> Hey, that's probably safer than out there in Jeff Bezos's wallet. <laughs> as long as you didn't buy the safe from from Jeff Bezos. Oh, fuck. Uh, no, I bought that at Sam's Club, so oh, I bought okay. it from Walmart. <laughs> but so so that's the other funny thing to me, right? Banks needed to find another way to get more mortgages because that's how they were making money. So they started going with the arm, the adjustable rate mortgages. Mm-hmm. It's these same companies lobbying against the raise of a minimum wage. It's these same people, these same individuals, heads of companies that are lobbying and and throwing fundraisers for senators and representatives to keep the minimum wage low deliberately. Or 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 to get rid of the minimum wage completely. It's it, it's all fucking connected. Is that it a real is. like? Yes, yeah. I have not heard that recently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming there's always a dummy far, that said something far, stupid. Far but. right stuff is is lobbying to get rid of the minimum wage completely. I'm assuming that's some libertarian dummies that it that it that it should work itself out, and the government shouldn't be telling uh, businesses what to pay their people. Let's bring child labor. But the back minimum wage minimum wage laws are fucking stupid. Right. Waiters and waitresses, they don't need to be paid minimum wage. They paid three dollars and something an hour. Because they make tips. Nevada is minimum tips. wage. Well, they tip culture is fucking stupid. Don't fucking tips are fucking asinine. Stop tipping. Just give people a living fucking wage. Tipping well, should not exist. Well, I I disagree with that. Um, tip, you wanted all tip, the tips. Tips, tips stands for to ensure proper service, right? You tip someone that does a service for you. They are paid, of course, to be where they are. They should be paid a living wage. I agree with that, right? Everybody should be paid a living wage. Um, but tips are bonuses that you give someone that has done an exemplary job. Which so, is fine, so but people go, shouldn't be I living off of tips. Eat, exactly. I agree with that. They should be paid a living wage and tipped on top of if they, yeah. if they do, if they go above, if their service Here goes above Here in the United States, at least. Because that, that's what makes like a nice bartending or like waiting gig at a nice restaurant worth it is even if, even if they're paid a really good minimum wage or like a living wage, I mean, um, those really good tips are what make that job worth it to that extent. That even even with that base living wage, like those tips can just make it like a. It's really a different mentality. Job. It's it's an American mentality. And yeah. if you're not a good bartender, if you're not a good waiter, if you're not a good dealer, if you're not a good cashier, if you're not if you're not good at your job, you're not going to get tipped. And and that directly affects how much you make, right? Um. It, it's diminishing people in the service industry, right? Because you could have some fucker at any other desk job do a shit job, and he'll get paid as as the neck the guy who's sitting next to him who's doing a good job. Well, no, right? not necessarily because if well, if, well, I'm saying if it's you're managed service if you're managed if you managed properly and you're paid according to what you're giving the company, then the guy that's fucking around and not doing his job all the time 
will not be given the raise that this guy that that goes above and beyond is given. Right. Right. Um, unless you're a stupid company that just gives blanket raises to everybody. Um, like, oh, you know, we like Blake, you know, he Do he you? stays out of our way and sits in the corner and eats his boogers all day, but you know, he makes us laugh a couple of times a day. We're gonna keep him on. While Jose does all of the work that Jose's supposed to do and Blake's supposed to do, but we're going to give everybody a blanket raise so they're paid the same amount of money. That's not that happens. Splitting tips is is really annoying. Splitting tips is very annoying um, when you're splitting tips um, off shift. Well, like even, if you're even working the like... same shift, if you're working with two other people in the same shift, right? You should all pull your tips together and and all share your tips, right? But don't share your tips with day shift and, and graveyard because you could have day shift be dead for three hours in the morning and graveyard be dead for four hours in the morning and they're not making the tips. So what happens is swing shift is then subsidizing day shift and graveyard shift and and those shifts should be... And you work the shift that where you want to work, you know, Oh, I need to be on day shift or I want to be on day shift because that that's better for me. I know I'm not going to get as much in tips, but I will get some tips above and beyond my working wage swing shift. I'm a go getter. I want, I want to, you know, I want to make money. I want to get those tips. They should be paid more. They're busier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's move on through the movie a bit. Uh, cover a little bit more content from it. Uh, we're hitting almost an hour, so yeah. Screw the movie. We're off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to hit at there? What are you going to hit? Um, I mean, what? I didn't really have anything specific in mind. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I want to talk about why you don't like these people. I think they're all. I think they're all mainly lovable. <sighs> I wouldn't I, say lovable. I have a problem. Oh, I, I think love. I think I think every single person in in uh, Mark's hedge fund is lovable. I don't see what what any of them has something I, that would my make issue me. is not my issue is not that they don't have a positive. I don't have a positive experience with them. Lovable is not the word I would use. I don't see why not. Um, I said they weren't likable. I don't. I don't think any of the care. I think the I think Michael. I think Michael may be the only character that i actually like and all of the other ones all of the other ones seem to be um they know what's happening they know what's going on and they still bet against the american uh economy they still they still invest on the failure if and, well and how I about know, how about timmy and tommy who go to the press <laughs> timmy and tommy who go to the press uh, and they and and later on they try to try to sue Mm-hmm. Um, the rating agencies the rating agencies but they're not suing the rating agencies because they were misleading the american people they're suing the rating agencies because they didn't make the money when they were supposed to they were still paying money out mm-hmm. that's why they're suing the rating agencies they're not suing the rating rating agencies as social warriors they're suing the rating agencies because the rating agencies were fra- doing something fraudulent for an entire year by keeping, by propping everything up, and they had to pay 
that $70,000 a month or whatever they were paying out on top of whenever they were buying more stuff, they still had to pay out that money. I, That's I don't what they're think, suing for. I don't think that discredits anything someone might have with good intentions because of that. They, they're suing because inten- they, their intentions are only to make money. Their intentions are not good. Going to the press, there's only one reason to go to the press. And they're they're not going to to further their finances, finances by going to the press. Yes, in they fact, are. they would probably harm it. No, they were going to the press saying this is what's this is what's happening. We have to call them out on what they're doing because it's affecting us. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah, as yeah, soon that's, that's as, as, soon as it yeah. dropped, they're going to get paid. Yeah. So if if it takes a year for them to actually catch up and drop the the ratings. That's a year that they're coming out of pocket. That's why they wanted the press to 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 call the ratings companies. Out. There's an yeah. inherent evil yeah. with choosing to work in finance. I was wrong. You're right. Now that yeah, makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, and that's where I have my problem with the characters. Not and and it's acted very well. I didn't mind Christian Bell. He does fucking whisper like a lot. Okay. It's not a Batman voice though. Fucking crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard fucking to listen to. Crazy. He's portraying <laughs> someone with Asperger's, but Brandon. Something something that was that I fucking loved about the movie. They got that glass eye right on. They yeah, did his, yeah, his yeah. fake eye very well. Yeah. Very well. Um That's and, I think of the only CGI in the movie. Oh, is that CG? The, is oh, it CGI? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That well, they did it very well because you can't tell it's CGI. Not if you're not looking for it. Yeah. Um, that was, that was it's, really it's phenomenal. And yeah. I didn't mind him. I didn't, I got the, I got the, um, I got that he was autistic. Um, you can, you can see that in the numbers and the way he describes himself and that, you know, I'm not. That's a I, nice haircut. Did you do it yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the social cues. <laughs> he tells he tells the guy that comes in, um, Doctor Michael Berry, that that um, you know I don't I don't joke. I don't I don't know how to tell jokes. I don't know I don't know what sarcasm is. I don't know. And those are all things that are inherent with people with autism. But but um, and I I did like him i mean i was complaining about 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 his whispering but it got better um i just wish they ter- would have turned up his volume a little bit <laughs> a little bit in the beginning because yeah. i mean it was it was really really hard and his, especially his story... when it's followed by loud fucking music because you turn it up to hear what yeah. you have to stay and then you blow all your speakers out whenever <laughs> it fucking goes into like Megadeth or whatever the um, fuck is playing. What was it? The two guys that come into his office and the one guy that's that starts yelling um, that specifically because there were some times I couldn't hear what he was saying and I turned it up for him and then the guy that's like the contracts are voided the contracts are voided like yeah, it's just like yeah, bomb. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I love that scene he's like give me my money give yes. me my mother money you motherfucker <laughs> um, and that's the same guy that sues him yeah right and the same guy that he sends 489 million dollars to mm-hmm. at the end at the end of all of it um, that um, I think that that thread that weaves its way through is very intriguing and satisfying from, from his perspective, from his perspective. 
Um, it's it's like a it's like a huge fuck you. I told you so throughout. Yeah, it. I, I think, also like the ongoing like him updating the numbers on the and and getting getting a little disheartened there. You know, okay, we're gonna have to sell. There's uh, something about the distinct and, and, decimal point that he puts it out in the whole movie. Like, it, you you hear it right. You hear it clearly. Him putting the decimal point. Well, that's because there's no he, decimal when point. When he finally at the end. does the the last number, you're like, "Fuck, nice." You're just four hundred satisfied. Up four hundred eighty nine percent. Yeah. And he was down at the most what twenty twenty something percent. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I I still think Mark's entire team is lovable. I I agree. And 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 when I, I say I lovable, like I don't banter. mean I, I like their banter. Um, I, I appreciate them actually doing the legwork and going to Florida Porter and, um, I forget his name. I know it was Porter and Binky. <laughs> no, no boo Binky guy. Boo. <laughs> Porter and Binky boo. Um, yeah, them, them going to, uh, Florida, Florida and showing, um, just showing the human side of it, specifically the right. guy that that who's who's uh who's renting who's, who's um landlord is landlord's the mortgage. dog is on the yeah, mortgage right, right which is fucking insane and and you feel so okay. bad for him and you show him later um okay with his family so I have I have personally financed two homes refinanced one of those. So I've gone through the mortgage process three times. Just me, right? Not not with Justin, not watching Justin stuff. That's all besides the point. They check your ID. They check your bank accounts. They check so much stuff. My first home I bought was in 2003, right? During this. In no nowhere could I put my dog's name on something and prove that my dog have my dog's my dog on an ID. Why would this guy know his landlord's dog's name? How would, (laughs) how would your dog have a social security number? It's, it's such a unbelievable thing though, that you would think it has to be real. Like that's one thing where it's like, it's so unprovable. Conspiracy theory. Fucking shit. Yeah. There. I think they're, they're, did it could it have possibly happened between a person that was b- very dishonest and a very dishonest um uh mortgage broker yeah it probably could happen that way right so i go into you and say hey i have this scam let's put my dog's name on this we'll make up a social security number and make up everything you write it up and once, because once we sell it to the bank, then it's out of your hands. And if it doesn't get kicked back, then I'm, I'm home free. Here's $10,000 to write this. Go ahead and do it. If it pop, if it comes back to you, all you have to say is, well, I have no idea. What's the point of putting the dog's name and your last name? Because, because it's not under your name. It's not under your name. You're not responsible for the. He was the, never going to pay the mortgage. He was in the never going to. He was never going to pay the mortgage. Right, but you would think that you'd want it to be more separated from you. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, like not use the last. Yeah, name not use your own last person. name if people, you could. People are dumb. 
that doesn't and really that bother seems me. more like a fuck you like how i'm many, getting away yeah, with this probably sort of thing. Yeah. it probably was it probably how many was. years ago was it that wells fargo opened up all those accounts for uh older citizens because they didn't expect them to find out yeah right yeah that that yeah. is just a level of hubris that's just but baffling see, but to see me. they had their information because no, no, they had, my, had an account previously as well they weren't just making shit up out of thin right. air like oh there's a guy named jose and there's a guy named blake and we're just going to open their uh, open accounts up for them and not have anything to well, my, my point's up. not the that the information specifically the my point being is when you have that level of of greed you you don't care is what i'm trying to get at yeah and i don't i don't i'm not even sure how that worked actually but they opened up opened up an account in your name and then charged you fees because the account was open the account was like, tied good, to your checking account good luck. but they knew that the specific people they were targeting didn't use the online portals so but they knew that they wouldn't they would be able still to still have to send something out hard through the mail oh yeah paper you would expect but who, who knows See, that's what, that's what, that's what confusing. How are they going to make money off of it? Cause all you have to do is go down to your, if I got something in the mail saying, oh, you have this third account at Nevada state bank, I would take it right down to Nevada state bank and say, what is this account? It's one of those things that is so easily provable, provably yeah. illegal. Yeah. What is, what is this? What is, why this is account? it worth the risk? And why does this bank as an institution still exist? That's that is the thing that wakes me up every morning. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I I, sat, I love my bank. We my, sat by my here. bank has my bank has caught fraud on my account on my credit card account and called me and said, hey, did you charge something in fucking it was somewhere? Yeah, but a lot or of that Moldovia stuff's or something. But right, but no, they I, my, an my actual point, person called me. My point being is, you think how many companies. <laughs> Did we just stand by and watch them do the shit that they do? And well, we because just they're too care. important. They're too big to fail, too big is, to which fail. is the whole point of it. Which yeah. which is true. Like well, but but see, if we have if we have and this is where Elizabeth Warren has a point. If the, the one government point? really fucking cares about the financial economy and how everything works in in the United States, then we should have proper regulations in place, proper oversight, not government taking over, but proper oversight to make sure they're not manipulating the system and fucking the but people they don't, and but care. government. To, they don't to, care. To play devil's advocate, and I'm a very liberal man, but I, I understand where people are coming from when they don't want that because things like the fec you see karen gillen's character is just as corrupt as the people who are they're supposed to be who they're supposed to be um looking over right and and sure so you can I'm say not, but I'm they not, should I'm be not sure i'm not sure um because she worked at the F fec right sec i think sec sec whatever security and exchange commission right why can't she take a job? Why can't she quit that and and move into the private sector? What what's what is what is going to hurt people? I mean, those it's insider trading. 
if you're about to work for someone who knows you're doing them good financially in a position that you're in, you know you're likely to get a very well-paying job from those people that you want a job with if you do them good in your position of power. But no one person is in, I mean, she was a, I would assume a low level employee. Right. Yeah. She's not in a position of fucking power. She's not writing checks. She's not heading a team, an audit team. I think it, I I think it adds up. I think it adds up. It's, it's not just the one. I'm assuming it's many. Well then, then, then make that, then make, then do make that illegal. I mean, he actually says, well, isn't that, isn't that illegal? And you know, she's no, you would expect it right? to be, you would expect it to be, but, but, but my, but my see, point if that's, with, if that's a problem, then let's make that illegal. You cannot. And, and there are, there are some things you can't, uh, you can't be on, you can't be a member of Congress or, and then move directly into lobbying, right? You have to wait five years or something now, right? Do that. Well, my, my point is, um, in regards to that is regardless of, of what watchdogs are in place and what rules are in place, those, um, the things you're putting in place and the people in power and the rules and systems never work. They never seem to work as you intend them. And it becomes so bogged down. It becomes so complicated. It becomes so full of, and as a conservative talking person here, it gets it get so full of bureaucrats who one, don't know who they're doing to work incredibly slow or three, don't know, just, um, just don't care to the point, to the extent to do their job where I think that amount of extra legislation and extra, uh, government guidance then hold people fucking accountable that's 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 where i think we have dropped the ball as a comp as a country and these companies the people that are supposed to hold them accountable are the people that they have fundraisers for take the money out of politics take the money out of campaigning Yes, you I can't agree with have, that. You can't Citizens have... United was the most evil, horrible fucking thing that happened in in the past hundred years to me. You can't have the people, the re- your representatives that you voted for, be the ones that hold everybody else accountable when someone paid for them to be there. Right. It'll but, never work. But but I'm talking at a, at a level like the Security and Exchange Commission, right? If if they have a team of auditors that go out and audit audit banks and stuff, and who appoints them? They they they're given their jobs. They're by who? By they're hired. They're hired. The upper echelon are appointed, right? But the wonks that are down below, they're just people doing their jobs. If I if I'm just an IRS auditor i'm not appointed by the president of the united states it's just my job i went to i went to college i have an accounting degree this is the job i applied for it's my job right right no no no. but i'm saying so but the issue is not them the issue is the appointed individuals if the issue is the appointed individuals then make it impossible for them to move laterally 
make make them wait for five years before they can move laterally into a job that that they had contact with into businesses that they had contact with it's kind of like blake is saying what can be done right but but see it it and i don't think we should just lay down and say well fuck it no one can handle it so let's not do it and see that and that's where that's where a lot of people go with Mm -hmm. that is that oh well we can't do this for this reason oh we can't do this for this reason oh we can't do this for this reason so So we shouldn't deregulate it all yeah so we just shouldn't do anything right which or, is lazy. Or the which other, is lazy. Or the other Try side of the coin. at least something. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then fix it. Ma- or the other side of the coin. Make it more Hold personal. Make it more individual. You can't just roll over and not vote because the individual that's most aligned with your views doesn't align 100%. Right? Well, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here still we'll pissed off that Biden's president, right? And well, you're happy that he won. But I'm happy that he won because for me not to have voted, that would have been worse. I, I can't just sit here and do nothing. And I can wake up every morning and bitch about the shit that I was promised during the campaign that have, has not been achieved yet. And that's my right as a citizen to sit here and bitch. But that doesn't mean I wasn't going to show up to vote and support him because something better has to happen to to me if you didn't vote you can't complain right oh yeah if you didn't vote you can't complain and a lot of people that don't vote complain a lot (laughs) and then and then when you talk to them it's just well they're both gonna be bad so i'm not gonna vote yeah and that's a privilege which is which is horseshit which is horseshit i don't see uh uh taking taking uh, number of how many lies Joe Biden cranks out every fucking day, right? Well, that's because the liberals control those ticks. Oh yeah, yeah. The liberal controls the, liberals the, media. Control the media. I can't tell you that how many times fucking bullshit. I, I would bust out any fact check, any lie detector on him, and then my stepdad would just say, "Well, yeah, who's making those decisions? Who's writing those?" And fuck decisions on what <laughs> lies who's, both who's, lies? who's who's catching them in the lies why aren't why aren't they doing the same thing with hillary clinton because she doesn't fucking lie out of her ass <laughs> oh yeah it says you <laughs> yes yeah, it politicians says they lie out of their ass it, it's, every day it's a problem that i genuinely have no optimism it's will a be solved problem that if i had the money i would not live here <laughs> Well, it's passiveness, right? That's the problem. Passiveness. And and the people who are going at it on both sides are kind of the extremes or both. They're they're the straw mans, the the ideal straw mans that the other side makes them. Right. The the extreme left and the extreme right are going at it and and everyone is focused on them and not on this this 70% of Republicans and Democrats that just want to work and get shit fucking done, but they can't do it because they're so focused on these fucking people that they, it starts to melt into the 70%. And pretty soon you have this fucking crazy Trumpists and the the, libtards. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. (sighs) I didn't say that word. Well, it's not the full word. It's it's a it's a great mesh mash of a word. Yeah. Hey, I'm talking about myself here. It's it's fine. Well, see, you know what? I I don't I don't 
I don't actually, I don't actually agree with the 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 term libtard. Okay. How I can think, you? I think it's a. I, well, I, I am a. No shit, I am Brandon. a very fiscally conservative, <laughs> fiscally conservative but socially liberal person, right? I I want to fix the banks. I want to make things better for the people that that live in the United States that actually do pay the bills for all the fucking shit we get. That doesn't sound very fiscally right? conservative. That is fiscally conservative. I don't know. It is fiscally conservative. <laughs> Because if if big Maybe corporations day, if Brandon. big corporations <laughs> are not paying their taxes, that's part of being fiscally conservative. That's, that's not that's not that's what, that's a, a, fis a, a, fiscal fiscal money money being conservative with with the money and the way money is handled in the United States of America. That's just not how it's referred to anymore ideologically. Well. That's how you can identify, but if you said fiscally conservative to anybody else today, you'd be a Reaganite. That's that's not what. It's, well, that's, that's not. The that's not. Is. Reagan wasn't a fiscal conservative at all. That's what the term is meant. The, the term nowadays taxes and and was not responsible one bit. Fiscally conservative now means to cut social programs. Is what fiscally conservative that's, means. I feel sad for you if you think fiscally conservative means socially, responsible. Socially. Socially liberal is the other part to that. Okay. Socially, I'm liberal. People who can't afford food because they're paying all of the money they make to rent, water, electricity, fucking gas, whatever, they should be helped in some way. If, if we cannot give them a working wage, if we cannot give them money to survive, then yeah, the government has to step in and give them SNAP benefits, give them WIC benefits. And that money needs to come from the motherfuckers on the top that don't pay a goddamn cent. And that's where my fiscal conservatism comes in, that, that everybody needs to be paying you need to pay 10% taxes. You need to pay 10% taxes. I need to pay 10% taxes. Warren Buffett needs to pay 10% taxes. Jeff Bezos needs to pay 10% taxes. And their companies need to pay fucking taxes well. My family. I don't disagree with Getting out of it because you're rich and you can say, well, I, I have, I've invested this much money here, but you didn't really. My right? family already pays 10% to the church. You think they should pay another ten percent? There's a separation of the church. government. There's a separation of church and state in the United States. If you choose Haven't to pay ten percent to the church, then kudos for you. Good for you. Do that. That is your what you want to do. But you know what? You're going to pay ten percent to the government as well. I can't I fucking believe I had to pay ten percent of my fucking allowance to the fucking Mormon church. That's bullshit. I don't disagree with you, Brandon, but that's not what fiscally conservative means anymore. Well, okay, the, you're, so, so, well, you're saying I, anymore because, you know, definitions change. Well, fiscally conservative now means lower taxes. That's what fiscally conservative boils down to nowadays. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that's entirely true. Agree to disagree. I, I think it's, it's being fiscally conservative with where your money is spent. Not, not On an individual spending, basis. Not spending, not increasing 
the Pentagon's fucking money that they get every single year, whether they want it or not. Um, that's not being fiscally conservative. Strictly with terms, you're right. Giving money to Ideologically, giving money though. to big banks so they can pay the cocksuckers that bet bet against the, the, the American people is not fiscally conservative. No, it's not. Um let's move on. Keeping people in their homes that were paying rent would be socially liberal. Yeah. That man and his family should never have left that home. If he could, if he could prove that he was paying rent, like here, I have been paying my rent. Here are all the checks. The government should have stepped in and said, okay, the bank cannot foreclose on this property. You're going to, you're going to pay the bank, the, the rent. The bank is now your landlord or the government steps in and says, we're buying this house for what it, for what it's reasonably priced. And we are going to rent it to this person. And he has an option to buy in five years, whatever, if he decides to stay here, if not, then we'll turn around and we'll sell the house later on after he leaves. That's how it should work. That's how it, I think they actually tried to do that with some people, but, but here's, 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 that's, that's the, the American people have a fundamental problem with the U S government as a bank in terms of, of the very specific association of the term. But if it's keeping paying people in a house instead of it going right, right. Or keeping people from having to live off the street because they're paying some fucking idiot that it's not paying the bank. But the, my point being is, I guess it relates back to terms. Even though definitions change, terms are what, are what are important. People get fixated. Groups of people get fixated on words and on terms. And well, well, because while, they're, they're while that's stupid. What the, while the government may or may not do that or should, should not do that is not my point. The second somebody takes that and says that what the government is doing is a very bank-like action, it's lost, right? People don't. People are very against the idea of a centralized bank, of a federal bank, because of overstep. Over, they don't want the government to overstep, and that is one of the biggest problems that we have as people. Well, then they should get rid of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Because what are those? Right. Well, um, those are exactly how a lot of people get into houses. Let's uh, move on right before quotes. Is there any last things about the movies you guys want to bring up? Yeah. Fuck this movie. I um I remember in the theater and this now I think all of the moments where they where they kind of leave where they are and go to Vegas go to Florida mm-hmm. those are always um so interesting and just uh the character moments with them outside especially um Mark at the strip club are some of my favorite moments like especially the time where he's sitting there talking to her and the whole strip club scene is fantastic but when she says oh I I have I have five houses and a condo. Yeah. And then, and then immediately custom saying, there's he's, a bubble. He says, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's like, well, you only have two mortgages, right? He's two loans for you one house. You only have two mortgages for one house. Yeah. You have your, your, your primary and then your, 
your or they're at the gun range um timmy and tommy (laughs) 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 and right after they're like well shit everybody's a fucking idiot oh yeah like these guys are these guys are idiots Right. Yeah, and then they're like, well, "What the fuck do we do now?" Oh, why do why did we come here? And he says, "So we can so we can uh, charge charge the clients for ammo." Yeah, right. The only reason why they were in Las Vegas was to be in Las Vegas and charge it off to somebody else. Yeah, they weren't there to network or talk or about talk work. about talk about you know problems at hand or problems that could be. And people, people in Las Vegas were still acting, acting fools. Like, oh yeah, sure, we can do that. Whatever, whatever you want. Steve Carell during the dinner scene is just so funny to me. Just and then they're like little side comments about him, just ready to fucking explode. <laughs> and like you could just see him, like he's squirming in his seat, and he's like, he's like, I don't fucking understand. What the <laughs> fuck do you mean? What do you mean, CDO squared? And yeah, parts of CDO number one and parts of CDO number two are are included in, are in CDO each other. number three. <laughs> yeah, that's... and his frustration is is I, I it, it's what I feel trying to read about it after the fact and understand it. He's like, it's like in the moment he's realizing I work in this industry and I don't know what the fuck's going on. How can anybody else know what the fuck is going on? See, when I think about about leaving the United States and going somewhere else, Hawaii, uh, yeah, to Hawaii, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this isn't just a United States problem. It is it is a worldwide economic problem because we get so bogged into these conversations. It, it it really does start to feel like sometimes people talking about these issues in the U S seem to make it seem like everywhere else is just perfect. That, right. That these, these right. social and economic issues we're having talking about right now do not exist elsewhere when very much not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they do exist like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, if so-and-so wins the presidency, I'm going to Canada. Well, you know what? Canada has some fucking problems too, man. Everybody has yeah. their own economic problems, right? It's, that's the law of the land. You can never have a perfect government because government is meant to be fluid and it's meant to evolve with the people and it's meant to, to grow as people grow and, and they learn more and, and that's that's the point of government government is supposed to naturally end and be replaced with another government because we've learned more because the the needs of the people change as we progress as a society the founding fathers would be fucking astonished and that we are so the, we've stagnated stuck to it yeah i we've think stagnated. the founding i think the founding fathers would die if they were to be raised from the grave and know what America has become. Can you imagine George Washington tweeting, what the fuck's a Democrat and a Republican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no party system. Get rid of the two-party system. No parties at all. No party affiliation. No party affiliation whatsoever. Run on, run on what fucking matters. Which is easy mm-hmm. to say. And if it's there's very easy to and say, if there's one thing I learned in my three and a half year political science degree is that people will always naturally group together. 
Well, the, the literally the the only way then, then you burn the someone, witches. <laughs> the the only way that someone could ever get elected is mob mentality. Mm-hmm. That is that is the only way, and the only way for someone to get elected through mob mentality is for them to have a party. I yeah. I, I just I don't think it. Even a three, four multi-party system would never, never work here. Not in the United States. There are there are countries that have a no-party system. Thomas Jefferson did not want political parties. Neither did Washington. So there you go. But a very different world when yeah. they said that. That was a world of white landowners making the laws for everybody else. Maybe it should go back to that. Yeah. Maybe Jeff Bezos <laughs> should just make all of the decisions. Not even he should just own the U.S. <laughs> Not even Blake would get to vote because he's a Mexican. To, but you have to, yeah, yeah. But but you have to actually outright own the land. It can't be financed in any any way. Shape, no or mortgages. Form. No mortgage. You can't have a mortgage on the land. So as long as you have I'll a mortgage, you can't circle. vote. I'll just draw a circle around my house. <laughs> put a put a flag. <laughs> this is my squatters' house. rights. Yeah. I'd, get yeah, my gun. I, I, <laughs> I'd turn you in. <laughs> illegal, illegal. <laughs> um, there's before we move on. There's one one more thing I want to touch on for a second. Is it's in that moment with with Mark at the casino talking to that CDO guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, apparently society. I'm worth a lot more to society than you are. I'll tell you my net worth, and you tell me yours. How much you make, and it. Thinking about all of these banking jobs, and we were talking about earlier, like most of these guys. They're the people who are bagging groceries don't know the deli department. They don't know managing. So the people who are doing this grunt work in banking, just doing this shit, they have no idea what are for some reason given the amount of money like they are fucking making. No, that guy difference. knew exactly what he was doing. That guy knew exactly what he was doing and exactly what he was packaging and exactly what what was going on i'm not talking about him i'm talking about any other lower level banker that was involved in this whole system Mm -hmm. any anyone working at these hedge funds making these deals even those people who weren't entirely in the know of what was happening being told by the uppers oh buy this sell this they don't know who they're screwing over they just know they have to make they have to make their check those people are for some reason by making these deals valued multiple times more than a teacher it's 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 so fucked that from the beginning of the banking system at the beginning of the movie saying it was a boring didn't get paid much job and for some reason we chose to give them that much money mm-hmm. and that much power and i i don't ever see that flipping around again unless we seize the means of production well, let's do it and, unless we <laughs> unless unless we are mindful and we set regulations back in place taking those powers away and that's what i was getting at before brandon we're not we the country the country no no we can we we can let's go door to door we have voices though we have voices as a people we we the people as a as a country do have power those fuckers don't care about us democrat republican they don't give a shit Let's make the don't we're, give a shit party. Were we in the sense of we voted for them, but in the sense that they care, they don't care. I I get your I get your cynicism, but I'm not bought into it. I I, I mean I I, I get I, it. I I do believe that there are some people that fit into that that they don't care, and I do believe that there are a lot of people 
who do shitty government jobs that do actually care. Yeah, yeah, yes. But but the, also talking about someone's power, I think. I'm talking strictly about the people at the top. I'm talking about the very specific example that I, I think of. And, and this is, I am a full-fledged Democrat since the day I came out of the womb. <laughs> you were blue? <laughs> I was blue. <laughs> I'm a DM, but that's <laughs> um, part of the blue man group. <laughs> Eiffel, Eiffel 65 Blue Man Group. <laughs> it's once you're a politician, what's your number one goal? Get reelected. To get reelected. It's not to it's not to to get the most money or to do the thing. You wanna fulfill your campaign promises for the sole reason of getting reelected. That is the job of a politician. And that is the inherent flaw. You that spend is, over half your that time. That is where with my it. cynicism is rooted in. Politicians do not care about the people; they care about getting reelected. The only the people are a are a means to the end of them being reelected. I I just don't want to buy the idea that we can't make a difference. I I understand the the very slim margins but the people who have made a difference have started as people who didn't make a difference and i i mean i i understand how tough it is and how fucked everything is but but to 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 say nobody cares we can't do it let's not do it is is a problem in itself i don't know what we would do i mean we're we're changing minds through our podcast but right, that's the problem what what, yeah. do, what do we do I don't have an answer, but I, I don't, don't think either. I don't think that means there isn't an answer. No, but it, it it's it's cyclical. It's hard. We want a change to come about, but the way the system exists now, it is hard for us to make this change. I just think there's probably hundreds and hundreds of organizers out there who, if they're listening to this right now, would spit in our direction because of us us claiming we just can't make it. And difference. that's not enough. Yeah, I did. Hundreds claim, of organizers are ass. I didn't claim that. I didn't claim that. Fiscal That's the problem. Hundreds of organizers are nothing compared to the millions of people that live here. I disagree. I disagree. Because the hundreds of organizers organize the millions, organize the masses, organize people, educate people. Um, I, I, I I happen to think that the number one problem in the United States is education. That we, we dumbed the education of children for the past 20 years and they're not getting a level of education that makes them know how to go out in the world know how to advance their their themselves and they're stuck in dead-end shitty minimum wage jobs and that's where they're going to be fucking stuck forever um i think fixing education uh making sure kids know whenever I graduated from high school, I knew what a mortgage was. I knew how to, I knew how I, I knew in economics, what, how everything worked, what to look out for scams. Did you right? know how to balance your checkbook? I did know how to balance my checkbook. My, my economics a, class taught me. I had a checkbook <laughs> when I was 12 years old. I had a checkbook. My, my mom, mom, my mom, my mom worked at a bank. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I knew, I knew all of that and I knew it longhand. I didn't have a computer when I graduated see. from high school. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, I have very long hands. <laughs> you know what long hands mean? <laughs> long um, mittens. But, but kids don't get that now. Kids don't get that now. Yeah. I mean, even, even my it's education, deliberate. my yeah. economics class was it literally is all deliberate. And I think that, that, that needs to be, that needs to be fixed. Yes. Yes. Kids that are growing up are smarter when it comes to computers, um, figuring shit out with, with computers, um, networking. Um, but they're also dumb when it comes to actually life things that, that actually matter whenever you get out of high school. Whenever you graduate from college, I knew how to Google porn before I knew what a mortgage was. <laughs> yeah. And you learned how to Google porn in school, I'm sure. Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on I to could, our questions. I couldn't quotes. Google anything in high school. I had, <laughs> yeah. I had typing class on an actual typewriter. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I failed. <laughs> Almost. I almost failed. I couldn't I can't type without looking at the keyboard. Okay, you guys got your favorite quotes. I do. I have to ask, do quotes written on the screen count as a quote? Yeah. Sure. I think I think quotes could be anything. Anything. I was looking at the side of a building for for a quote to figure out what it said. <laughs> <laughs> and and I couldn't get the entire thing, so I didn't put it down. All right, I guess uh I'll go first. I almost went with something that Jared said, because most of his lines are just quality to me. But I'm going to go with the transitional words on the screen overheard at a Washington, D.C. bar. Truth is like poetry, and most people fucking hate poetry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I wonder who first attributed it to that person at the bar. Like, oh, he, uh, they wrote it for the script for the movie. Oh, it really? wasn't actually overheard really? at a bar. Okay. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I like that. It's, it sounds like something someone would say. It really does. Oh yeah. So that's good. It sounds like some guy like who's had a, a little bit too much to drink, trying to get over a girl or something. And he's like waving his beer around. <laughs> And then, and then his buddies are just like, yeah, so man. So you have to say the quote now with a slur. Uh, like, say it like you're drunk. I don't have enough drinks, Brandon. I, I don't want to do it disjustice. You had a lot of wine in our stew. Oh, that's true. We're, that, maybe that's why we're a little tipsy today. <laughs> what about you, Blake? Oh, man, I had so many. I didn't pick one yet. Um, I'll go with this one. It's a classic. Uh, when they go to when they go to Vegas, they come they come out from the airport and um, Binky, I think. <laughs> I think Binky says um, it's like if someone hit a pinata full of white people that suck at golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I love the whole Vegas Vegas scene. Yeah, yeah. It it's it. There's a lot of information conveyed in the Vegas scenes. Also, yeah. I like that they show Palace Station before they show any other casino here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, those conventions are so full of fucking. I worked a convention of 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 health insurance, life insurance sellers, and it's just full of scummy people. I do appreciate the shot as they're leaving of the homeless people under the underpass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. That's that's a common Las Vegas sight mm -hmm. to see. Um. When you have the whole 
shine of the city behind it. Yeah. 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 Sad. Um, okay. My favorite quote is um, during a flashback scene where Mark's, Mark's mom um, is talking to the rabbi and, and the rabbi is referring to um, Mark and his brother, Paul. And the rabbi says, Paul is a fine boy. And Mark is an excellent student of the Torah and the Talmud. And the mom says, then what's the problem, rabbi? Rabbi says, it's the reason Mark is studying so hard. He's looking for inconsistencies in the word of God. The mom said, so has he found any yet? (laughs) (laughs) Which I think shows Mark, shows his character from an early stage right. looking for those, those inconsistencies and those things. I'm, I, I like how it showed, it showed him. And I like how it showed Michael as a kid playing football and his fake eye coming out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents were encouraging him and nurturing to him, telling him the coach said you were doing really well. You were running the ball. You're doing so good. Come on. You know, and all of the it should all of the kids standing and watching them walk him off the field with his his eye. Um, I think that those two things showed how they were in in their uh, adult life in their in adulthood how those things affected them. I think that was really well done. In case you guys were curious, because we don't get a lot of movies that are nominated for awards. But this one best adapted screenplay in the mm-hmm. Oscars, and it was nominated for best picture, uh, best performance by actor in supporting role Christian Bale, and best achievement in directing and film editing, but mm-hmm. lost. But lost all of them. Uh, yeah. One adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay at one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Um, just because of the subject matter. Still not a fan of its editing. I'm not a fan of its editing either. Makes it feel very, very fast. Yeah. Kind of, kind of to the point where it's, it's like, we get it. We get it. I think, I think those, those outtakes of the, um, loud music and the, the stills and just shots of YouTube videos, um, I the think, random Facebook I, like. I think uh, they yeah, could have yeah, taken yeah. all of that out. <laughs> they could have taken all of that out and put something of substance in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I don't know what they were going for. Were they going for like a slight documentary satire? With... I didn't like the fourth wall breaks either. Yeah. I didn't. I, didn't, oh, I, I thought they were hilarious. I, don't, I like them. I don't like them. I liked him because Ryan Gosling. I mean, he delivers them well, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't mind like the the just like the explanation scenes. But I don't mind those when it's it's the narrative, it's him doing the narrative, but all the other ones, I I don't care about them at all. It just it's it feels like there's not really a a very constant tone in it. I I don't really know what they were going for half the time because like a lot of those freeze frame zoom ins were funny, mm-hmm. but what did they signify? Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of it was just a weird tone through the editing that I don't think they really hit, but yeah. 
Yeah. I liked it when I first saw it, but now now as a film degree, after I have a bachelor's in this, I think I'm a little bit more qualified to say I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm almost even more qualified yeah, to say I don't like it. <laughs> but this time from a writing perspective. <laughs> a writing perspective, I, I, I appreciate the banter between Mark's team. I'm um, only saying because you're getting your master's in writing. Yeah. 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 That's only that's the only thing you you're qualified to talk about. Well, you know, no, I did other things. I did win two student Emmys during my graduate years. Uh-huh. You only won one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's go on to our meme reviews. I would give this movie one out of one gators in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> I just blew straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that scared the shit out of me yeah. in the theater. Like, in the theater, it was so loud. The reaction is so delayed. Like, they turn around and look at it, they, whoa, shit. <laughs> it was so good. Like, yeah. um, I give this movie five houses and a condo out of six. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being able to, to um, qualify for a house with five houses? On a stripper's salary? Two loans at least for each house. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, that should have never happened. Should have had 10 fucking loans. <laughs> yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Well, see, what, what, happens, what happens with that, what used to happen with that, is if you could prove that you were doing it as a business investment, um, and you were cash rich, and you could put up enough money, then you would be able to get the loan. You would be able to get those arm loans because those arm loans, they may start out at a low interest rate, but they're just going to keep creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, and they can creep up to as much as 20% or more. Um, and that's what he's talking about during that whole thing is you're going to pay 200% um, what you're paying now. And she describes herself as a contractor therapist. If, therapist, yeah. I'm one an independent that I contractor. Did, I'm a therapist. Yeah. That I did see was in addition to the to the arm loans, there were other types of loans that were worse that the movie didn't even acknowledge. There were loans where you didn't have to pay shit for for five years, and then it all just came at and you. And it all just came at you. Uh, there yeah. were loans where you'd only pay the interest for five years or six. Interest years only. Interest, interest only loans. Yeah. Yeah. There are other and then, loans that and they then made. it would go and yeah. then it would kick but in. But the worst one was you paid nothing for five years and then they were like, here, just might as well move You're out. You screwed. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can imagine that's how just, many that's families. That's just setting people up to, yeah. to fail. It's just yeah. setting people up to, like, they have no idea when it's coming. Five years goes fast. What about you, Brandon? We've What's already been doing this podcast for five years. <laughs> this is our 30th episode. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Is it? Nice. nice. Yeah, this is our Mazel 30th tough. episode. Mazel tov. <laughs> <Mazel tov. laughs> uh, What's mine? Mine is one arrest out of thousands that should have been. Oh, you want yeah. to make us mad with that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the one poor guy. Who did something that everyone was, was doing. doing. Yeah. Everyone was doing. And it wasn't even in this country. Oh, was it not? No, oh, right. He, no, was, yeah. he was in some European country. I don't even know. I'm, I'm not sure. No. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Only one arrest. That's nauseating. Yeah. <clears throat> Want to do some real reviews? Yeah. 
show thing. Do you want to start with you or start with Brandon? We'll start with Brandon. Okay. No, start with you. It's your movie. We always end always... with the person that picked the movie. We do? Yeah. I, I mean, that's what we, we did last week. We always led with the person that picked the movie. We, we lead with them for every other the other two things, and we end with the person. I don't think it's ever been like firmly established. But well, it's it what should be established. There should be rules. Well, we're establishing of, We don't now. have rules. Everything's going to fall apart. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brandon volunteered himself. First. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do it. I, I'll go. Um, I gave the movie a seven out of 10 because I mean, I, I liked it. Um, for me, it's not a hundred percent rewatchable. It's, it's after this, after I've watched it twice, I'll never, ever have to watch this movie ever again. Um, I enjoyed parts of it. I think the, the parts that I didn't enjoy really detract from it to me. Um, I wish it had more substance. I wish it told me where this money came from. I wish it told me all of the things I've said about it. Um, but I, I did, I did enjoy it. Um, I just, it's, it's not, not in, it's not a really enjoyable movie to watch. If you're watching it just for like entertainment, it's not an enjoyable movie to watch. I enjoyed the acting in it. I enjoyed the stories in it more than I enjoyed the message. Um, and I think that's, that's why, that's why I gave it a seven. Yeah. I'll never ever have to watch this movie again. And believe it or not, this is the only Christian Bell movie I've somewhat liked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I give this movie an eight and a half out of 10. When I first watched this in the theater twice, I think it probably would have been closer to a 10 out of 10 at the time. Um, I think my taste has changed a little bit, so I don't think this hits all the spots like it used to. But um, I I think it's very rewatchable for me. I, I think it's really entertaining. And regardless of my distaste for the editing, I think the performances and the writing and and um, the pace of it is enough to keep me entertained for, I think it's like two and two hours, 15 minutes or so. 210. 210, which is, I didn't feel it, at least for me, both times. Um, it, it's an easy one to throw on the side. I like I said, all the performances are great. Uh, it's it's frustrating and 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 angering, but I I mean I don't really feel that coming out of this movie. Like I I get it, but it's not distractingly um like disgusting to me. But uh, that being said, I think um it's funny enough to hold itself on every on any rewatch to me. I I I want to point out the. The black and I don't know if you guys noticed, but the black and white still they make up the football when they're going to Christian Bale's backstory it was so distracting to me that I had to bring this up. He's talking about when he was a kid and played football, and there's just a still of a black and white picture of a football, and oh, I didn't like it. What's your What's your review? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember that. <laughs> Um, this movie is is a ten out of ten for me. Um, I acknowledge that it's not a perfect movie. I think that it's the best movie that it could be. I think walking before today, having tried to do research, I would have said nine out of ten. Having done research and just being more confused about the complexities of everything, I acknowledge that they made the best movie they could have made with the time that they probably had from the studio that, that they were allotted. 
in, in just in terms of, of writing. I think the acting is phenomenal. Um, it's incredibly rewatchable for me, but I also just like being angry. <laughs> I, I've seen this movie maybe, maybe 10 times at this point. Damn. Maybe, maybe more, but I would say 10 is a safe, safe guess of how many times I've seen this movie. And every time I watch it, I walk out, I, I have the same emotion from the first time that I watched it. Pure, unadulterated rage for people, banks, institutions, everything. I, I just am so indescribably upset with the world that I live in every time I watch this movie. And any movie that is able to incite that amount of emotion in me is a 10 out of 10 for me. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for picking the movie, Jose. Yeah, Anytime. Thank you. Let's pick our next one. Where's the jar? Over there. By you. Whose turn is it to pick? Tiffany did. A Tiffany picked less. Now you can pick. You have the jar. Care. I can't walk much, so I should pick it. Yeah. Joaquin Gilmore. I think next time we should just put 10 movies each. In the <laughs> we have The Elephant Man. Is that yours or mine? It's yours. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> and you said I wouldn't, I didn't have any good movies in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Elephant Man. Uh-huh. I watched this with uh, in David Lynch class. Yeah. 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 I haven't watched this movie for a long time. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a sad one. It's very sad. You seen it, Jose? I have not. Yeah. Great movie. Yes, it is. I am not. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, well thanks for tuning was, in to this very long yeah, episode i was hoping that after after this movie we'd we'd have a comedy <laughs> but i guess we had so many comedies before yeah and i'm including carrie in that yeah a comedy well we're next week we're gonna i mean this is a, this is basically we bought a zoo but about a man right we, <laughs> we bought a man. We bought a man we from a zoo. We bought an elephant man. We bought an elephant man from a zoo. <laughs> Poor John Merritt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have probably had a sense of humor, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you'd have to be. He's a nice you'd guy. You'd have to have a sense of humor. He was my pen pal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. John Merrick? John Merrick. Oh, no. I was talking about John Derrick. Oh. John Derrick was your pen pal? <laughs> yeah. How would I know about John Derrick, your pen pal? Uh, because I just know everything about you. Yeah. You just assume that, fuck, Brandon knows who John Derrick is. Yeah. I don't have a pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think well, he... thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we'll see you see next you time. <laughs> next week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.